Hello and welcome. This is City Rantings, episode two. I'm your host, Maria Garcia, very frustrated broadcaster in New York City. Welcome to the broadcast, guys. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in from wherever you are. Your car, your bathtub, underground, wherever that is. So happy to have you here today. And uh, today is Friday, March the 4th. We're already in March. It's very exciting. Um... And, uh, yeah, we're in March, and it is snowing in New York City today. Yeah, one of my favorite things ever. And if I cannot sound more sarcastic, or if I could, I would. Uh, because I honestly loathe snow. Snow is only wonderful and great when you're a little kid and you've got a snowsuit on. And you can go and play in the snow. Otherwise... It is uh, nature's F.U., especially to people in cities like Manhattan, uh, cities that are wonderfully congested. And when I say wonderful, again, that is extremely sarcastic, that are so congested that a little precipitation falls and everyone loses their freaking minds. People forget how to drive. The train stopped working. You're falling everywhere. I wish they would have a fall total, like, of people falling on their asses. I fell and broke my tailbone years ago in on some stupid black ice. And it's one of the many, 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 many reasons why I love and hate New York City. And uh, I have developed this podcast so that I can vent... And we can entertain each other, and I don't end up in prison because of murder. And specifically, murdering random people on the street. No, not randoms. There's a lot of people who should be murdered. Uh, I hate to say that. No, I mean, you know, I'm not promoting violence. I'm just saying if murder was, if murder was something we could get away with, there would be a lot of blood on my hands. Um... <laughs> I know it's going to come back to bite me in the ass somehow. I mean, you know, it's a podcast. We're supposed to let our hair down and be honest and uh, not worry about, you know, how it's going to um, uh, get relayed or, or uh, you know, be misunderstood. Murder is a very basic human instinct. You just want to, like, end someone's life when they've pissed you off to no end. <laughs> you just want to get the person who is making you that angry, right? That's the bottom line. I don't care if it's not okay. Uh, and people who have lost people to murder, it's horrifying. It's been, in, you know, touched in my family. I mean, you know, it's not something nice, but you just say that. You know, you just want to murder people when they make you crazy, especially... On a day like today when snow's coming down and then there's all kinds of just rude, stupid things that happen. And uh, murder seems to be brought out. Uh, or brought up a lot. Okay, so speaking of murder. Um, uh, you know, last night I needed a cocktail. 
I really needed a cocktail because I did want to go through my screen and choke the life out of Donald Trump. It's not about politics. It's it's I don't care, Republican, Democrat. Honestly, I don't care who's in the White House. There are things that will happen that will be good, that will be bad. There's pros and cons to both sides. I have always been an independent. I, I don't care to talk about politics. I really don't. I mean, politics is something that makes me want to put a bullet in my brain half the time. Uh, I hate arrogant people who love to sit there and try to talk about politics, uh, especially arrogant wealthy people who have never had a day in their life when they don't know how they're going to pay their rent or what they're going to eat. Uh, or like my parents when I was a kid who'd get their power turned off because they couldn't pay the electric bill. So politics to me is something that really uh, is a touchy subject because it seems that the people who want to talk the most about politics are the people who have lived very uh, easy lives, let's just say. And uh, they're not the people I want to hear from because I, I honestly don't think you're qualified to talk about, you know, uh, America when you don't live in America, when you live on a, in a world of your own and your daddy writes the checks. All right. So, um, I wanted to choke Donald Trump last night. Um, not because of what he was saying. It's more that he really truly is. I think he, uh, I think when he speaks somehow, given the fact that he is uh, the front runner right now and has been for some time. I think when he speaks, somehow he mesmerizes the American people. And um, I think he, he, has, he has just unleashed some kind of spell on, uh, on the American public. And they are supporting him for this... It's just like I woke up one day and said, I want to be the president, you know, and I get it. He's built the company. We have to hear it a million times. Just because you built a company doesn't mean you are qualified to be the leader of the free world, Donald. But besides that, this is what's really getting to me. I can't stand his mouth. Like I focus, I seem to focus a lot on his mouth and he has dentures, I think, going on on the bottom. You know, you see it a lot, the way he breathes. It's like, and he looks hateful when he does it. Um, I don't think he's trying to be hateful or even when he's not being hateful, but I'm focusing a lot on his teeth and um, it makes me just want to punch him in the face. Honestly, um, it just looks hateful. And um, besides the fact that, you know, when he is viewing hateful stuff, then he looks intrinsically hateful. Um, but I also want to punch Donald in the face because of a specific situation. And here's the deal, guys. So, uh, I live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, um, and it, it so happens that Donald Trump built up, about uh, maybe 15 years ago, built up the Upper West Side. The area where I live uh, was basically an old abandoned shipyard, and Trump bought the land, built many buildings, and as we all know, as an egomaniac, he put his name on everything. So, although the building says Trump outside, yes, I live in a Trump building, folks. Trump building. Uh, along with a bunch of other... <laughs> See, I can't afford the rent here. Uh, I live with... I, I live here because... It's a great school district for my child. 
but I struggle every day with the fact that it is an outrageous amount of money that you have to pay. But it's either go to a low rent area and the schools are awful, or you go to a high rent area and the schools are excellent. That's how Manhattan works. Well, that's how it kind of works everywhere. But in Manhattan, the differences in the rent that you're going to pay are so outrageous that it hurts. It really hurts. Okay, so uh, so I live in a Trump building, folks. That's the bottom line. And it didn't bother me before. I Because I know they're not owned by Donald Trump anymore. None of this area own, is owned by Donald Trump. He developed it. He put his name all over it like a dog you know, peeing on his territory. He put his name everywhere, and then he sold it to a realty company. So it is now owned by Equity Realty, um, and they are the ones who really, truly own these buildings and this area. But Donald Trump's name is still on these buildings because I guess that was part of the deal. It's obvious that they got to keep the Trump name for the you know affluence that that shows, uh, but it's run by a realty company. So... This is what happens. This is what happened yesterday. Walking my dog, get on the elevator with some with a, a couple actually, and the guy. They were visiting. They don't. They don't live in the building. They were visiting someone, so they get in the build. They get in the elevator. I have my dog, and uh, he's like, "Oh, cute dog. I have a Yorkie. He's very friendly." But uh, anyway, the guy, he, you know, he pets my dog, and then he looks up at me, and. It really made me crazy because this is what happened. He says, how bad is it to live in these buildings right now with that idiot's name on it? And I, you know, there's a lot of things that went through my mind. Like I wanted to say, well, who says I hate Donald Trump? You know, I I just kind of was just like taken aback that this gentleman who happened to be white took one look at me, a Latina female and I happened to be brown, and just assumed that I hate living here because Donald Trump's name is on my building. So that made me mad just because it was like an immediate assumption on the person I am. Like I could be a hardcore Democrat, a hardcore Republican. I'm not, but I could be. And then what? He, this guy's like starting a fight with me in an elevator. What if I had a completely different opinion about Donald Trump. And I would say, hey, buddy, screw you. How about that? How about I love Donald Trump and I support everything he says and I'm happy as a clam to live in his building. The truth is I'm not. Um, but, but it still made me mad. It still made me mad because he just assumed. And, um, and I felt stupid. That's the truth. I felt stupid. I felt like I am betraying everything I'm about because I live in a building that says Trump on it. So it's unbelievable how a complete stranger can take a moment and just ruin the rest of your evening. And uh, I'm still talking about it now because that just happened last night. And it's still really upsetting me. And then last night, it so happened that we're the, the that uh, the uh, Republican debates were on the latest round with the four clowns that we have left. 
Um, frankly, I gotta say that look, they're they they are all clowns because they all say things that that they think people want to hear. They all you know are coached. They all have their nuances that make them who they are. And uh, you know, I, I'm just gonna say because of the atmosphere of the circus-like atmosphere that this election has taken on, that this a year has taken on, um, with the, you know, it's, it's just been very childlike, specifically with Rubio and Trump going at each other, like teenagers, you know, specifically Trump last night referring to the size of his hands and maybe the rest of him. And I'm like, are you kidding? This is the last thing anybody wants to hear about, including your wife, because I'm sure she doesn't sleep with you anymore, Donald Trump. But anyway, I have a feeling Melania is doing the, uh, you know, probably the, the hot young doorman in her building while he's traveling around the country. Uh, but anyway, that's just me. Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, so I, I was very upset at that. And that's something New Yorkers just feel entitled to do. Like, just comment freely about, you know, and just tell me, like, how much does it suck to live in this building now with this guy's name on it? Now, here's an interesting... I didn't get I didn't get into this with this guy. I just was like, ha-ha, yeah. I didn't get into it because I knew I, I was already making fists, so I knew that that was a bad idea. So I exited the elevator as quickly as possible. Um, the, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, New Yorkers like to just comment because they feel, like, very entitled to just, you know, just kind of just go about doing whatever it is that they feel like doing at the moment. Very impulsive people we are, New Yorkers. Um, but generally when it comes to politics, I never address people because you never know what you're going to get. So this guy, it was just, he went, he went outside the lines, you know, definitely. Now, the interesting thing that I was going to tell you guys is that, <laughs> believe it or not, there's a petition. I find out because uh, the doormen are, you know, that's a whole other species in the city, in Manhattan. The crew of doormen are very interesting. They know everything that's going on at every building. Uh, they know who's having affairs. They know who's spending their husband's money. They know, uh, you know, they know a lot of stuff. I'll tell you a quick other story after I tell you this. But the point is that I was talking to the chief doorman and he said, have you signed the petition? He just, you know, came out of nowhere. We were chatting. And I said, what petition? And he says, there's a petition going around the buildings and there's like uh, maybe one, two, three, I'm going to say five, six buildings uh, that have the Trump name on them on this side of town. Um, and he says there's a petition that the residents started to remove Trump's name from the buildings, from the facade of the buildings. So I said, are you serious? No, I haven't seen it. And I'm kind of upset about it, actually that I haven't seen this petition because I'm like, I, I feel like I've been left out of, you know, of the dodgeball game. I feel like that kid. I'm like, why haven't I seen, why haven't they given me the petition? But, um, so I said, where, where do you get it? He's like, I don't know. One of the residents told me they signed it and they're just passing it around building to building. 
I'm like, well, they should have that at the front desk, don't you think? That would be smart. He's like, well, we can't get involved as the, you know, the front, the personnel here. So it just kind of made me laugh. But now, A, I'm curious as to where this petition is at the moment, because I would like to see it. And B, I'm not sure if I want to sign it, to tell you the truth. It has nothing to do really with the Trump name. I just know that with whatever change comes to these buildings, that means the rent goes up. Literally. Right now, they're doing some kind of renovation to the bricks because obviously it's a brick building. Bricks will deteriorate and they are fixing the, 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 um, they go, they have these guys on a, you know, they go on a crane, whatever. They check every brick in the building and they make sure the building isn't falling apart. Then they fix whatever spots are, are, uh, not doing well. And then the rent goes up. So really my concern is if there's going to be a change, what's the bottom line to the rent, the exorbitant rent I'm already paying? That is really my question. What the change is one thing, what it's going to cost is another. So these are the things that I'm wondering about right now and keeping me and, and keeping me now I, I wanted to, I'm everyone I run into, I'm like, Hey, have you seen the petition? I want to see the petition. I want to get my hands on this petition. I want to see how many people have signed it. I want to just know about this. And this could be a really interesting news story. Don't you think we can go viral, get some views. Uh, okay. And, um, one of the things I wanted to tell you as well about something that happened in these buildings, why they will always be notorious to me, is that, uh, very sad, about four years ago, the week before Christmas, a young girl uh, plunged to her death from this building that I'm living in. She uh, committed suicide. Apparently, the story was, I'll never forget her name either. Uh, her name was Jessica Fasciano. She was also not a resident of this building. But she was, uh, the story is, I mean, and it never got out. Uh, the suicide was covered by the Daily News and the Post. But it was a small blurb because suicides generally are not reported especially in a city like Manhattan, because it would start a trend. That's basically the truth. Um, but the media in general has a rule that they don't report suicides like this kind of stuff because uh, out of respect to families, um, also for, seriously not to start trends in a city like this as well because people would be jumping off every building if it was like, hey, that's a great idea. Let me off myself. Um, and... Uh, Unless it is a high-profile person, they basically see that, you know, have, have decided that suicide is a private matter. You know, you decided to to make this awful decision, this awful choice, so uh, they don't really, aren't, aren't hugely reported. That one made it into the papers, only the Daily News and the Post. Nobody else really took issue with it. Uh, specifically because... It was from a Trump building that she jumped. And it was the idea, basically, that, you know, even when you're living this affluent life, you know, it's not good enough. And this girl plunged 40 stories, 40 stories, and landed in the courtyard that my window happens to face. I did not see it happen, but I did 
uh, see the body. Uh, that was a wacky morning. My husband woke up earlier. Uh, I was still in bed, and um, we are about we we're about eight floors up from the courtyard. And he saw some kind of movement. You know, your eye catch catches that as he walked by the window, and he came to the bedroom. He's like, "Oh my god." somebody fell out of a window and, and they're lying in the courtyard. And I was like, what? How do you fall? Because these buildings, all the windows are childproof. You have to even sign a, a form that, you know, you won't mess with the windows. You won't take, there's like these all kinds of, you know, bolts and severe, you know, mechanisms to keep the window from opening. Literally, it's like maybe three inches if you're lucky. You see a lot of people smoking out of their apartments into this little crack, you know, out of their out of their window. Uh, so I was like, fell. Nobody falls out of a window here. That's specifically for children as well. They're childproof. And I think suicide proof windows. Um, but the point is that I immediately knew before I got to the window and looked down that somebody jumped off the building. Um and I had covered, as a reporter back in Miami, I covered several suicides, uh, several, uh, you know, people who jumped off buildings and uh, did other, you know, pills and so forth. Um, I covered some suicides, but I immediately knew that in, in New York City, anyone who is, uh, you know, who was found in a courtyard from a 40-story building had jumped. Um, and then it turned out that um, she was, the story is that she was seeing a married man in the building. This young girl. And uh, he broke things off from what I could get out of the doorman because I'm still a reporter at heart. I had to, you know, they were told not to speak. You know, the building gave them specific, uh, you know, uh, they, they just, they were told, they were basically slapped with a gag order. Like, you're not to speak of this. No one's supposed to discuss if you had seen her before or not but the story is they had seen her plenty of times all the doorman knew what apartment she went to the man she was seeing and it turns out the morning that she came to the building the day before they had gone uh, some workers had come to service the air conditioning units at the top of the building and there's a big chain and there's uh this um electronic you know mechanism that has to be that has to be uh programmed and deprogrammed to get access to the to the roof apparently the day before as luck would have it they did not the workers did not uh properly reprogram the door and so forth and she was able to gain access to the roof and jumped off the building um so basically the doorman said we did not flag her we didn't stop her at the desk because we know what she, we knew why she would come here we knew she would come to see this married man we knew that she generally did it while his wife was at work and we didn't think anything of it and uh sadly that morning she um jumped off the building and cause quite, quite the scandal. Uh, I still wonder, I, I could never get it out of the doorman who this guy was specifically, what apartment he was in. I mean, you know, they wouldn't give me that information. But uh, that will always stay with me. Um, and it was so, 
it was so disturbing because she was so young. She was 26 years old. And when I looked down, she was lying with her. When she hit the ground, one of her legs came up behind her head. So it appears she landed on her on her feet, you know, when she hit the ground. This is really awful. But her leg went behind her head. And I noticed, the first thing I noticed was that she was wearing Ugg boots. And it was just such a tragic moment. 26-year-old girl jumps off a building because uh, her heart was so broken and uh, decided to come to the building where she would see her lover. And this is all alleged, but this is what the story is. Um, to basically kind of rub it in his face. Like, you broke my heart. I am doing this where you live so you will never, ever forget. And I have never, ever, ever forgotten that. And for the rest of my life, no matter where I live or where I go, I will think about this Trump building as a, a place where someone sadly, sadly, tragically ended their life. Uh, so... And then every time I see Trump's face, I guess, you know, all this stuff comes back and the out outrageous amount of rent I pay <laughs> and the fact that I just can't stand his mouth. Oh, my God, I hate his mouth. I can't stand it. I don't think I could do this for four years of a presidency. I just think he doesn't, you know, for a guy who claims to have so much money and the best of the best of the best, he is so crass. And he is so, like, I just think, I would, I, I just want a classier president. The guy is no class. He's just, he's like the mob. Everything is, you know, believe me, I'm going to get it done. Because it's just, part of it is New York. I just, it's just very... Uh, and again, guys, it's not about politics. It's really about an attitude that is just disturbing. Um, I don't want him representing the U.S. I don't. I, I don't know who I want. I mean, look, let's be honest. I want to vote with my vagina and vote for Hillary. But there's issues there, too. I just wish we could do it. Can we get a do-over? Can we just wipe the slate and find somehow just go on a quest, like kind of push it off for a while? We, don't, we just don't have a lot of time, but I wish we could just clean the slate, find some new candidates, and then start again, right? Just Trump, you go back to doing what you're doing. It's kind of like we're just, as Americans, we're just going to vote to restart this entire campaign and find some new folks. I don't care where. Just not, just not the lineup that we have right now. Uh... At this juncture, I want to tell you that if you don't know it yet, you're listening to City Rantings. <laughs> I'm your host, Maria Garcia. This is episode two, so I have come back for more. Um, and if you uh, ever want to reach out, you can email me at um, maria at mariaontheradio.com. You can find me on Twitter, Maria Garcia NY, and uh, maybe on Snapchat, which is the next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, Snapchat. Wait, actually, I want to tell you one more thing that happened in the city this week that was kind of cute. It was, um, I had a, a, a it was a, a heartwarming moment. So uh, this horse, a couple days ago, a police horse got spooked in Times Square. 
And uh, he got so spooked, he managed to get out of, you know, away from the officer that he has, that he was assigned to, and just took off and headed downtown. So this horse is just running rampant in Manhattan. It's one of the wacky things that happen here, you know, because everything is in Manhattan. We have horses running wild. We have trapeze artists. We have the Broadway people. We have, you know, uh, boats and, and trains and, and you name it. We have hover things flying around. I mean, drones and, oh my God. So everything happens in New York City and it's always a circus. But when you hear of a, of a horse running rampant through the city, we had, I think we had, was it a goat uh, recently as well in, in one of the boroughs? I think it was Brooklyn. Um, he escaped from a halal, <laughs> a halal butcher. This like goat just like took off. He knew he was going to uh, get his throat slit and he just also ran through the streets. But a horse, of course, is a larger, much larger animal running rampant through Manhattan. So apparently the horse, uh, of course, as people are just kind of standing there like, what? This horse is running down the street, headed downtown. Nobody could get a hold of him because he was so determined. And you, it's kind of hard to stop, a, you know, several thousand pound animal. Um, very strong. <laughs> and those police horses are beautiful. But anyway... It was so, it ended up being so adorable because the horse decided to basically drop by the, uh, there's a police horse unit downtown where they house the horses, the horses at night. And he's, he, he went straight there and, uh, and was, when they finally found him, he was hanging out with his horse friend, <laughs> two horses who know each other. And they basically were just, you know, like the guy, the one horse got away and he was probably telling the story like, man, I just kind of flipped out and uh, I need a beer. I need some hops. It would be nice. It's just too funny. That was a funny moment this week. I had to really laugh at that. So uh, I told you where you can find me, you know, on the web, at Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Snapchat, folks. Snapchat. Of all the social media outlets. Snapchat has to be the most demonic. It really does. First of all, what's with the ghosts? Let's start there. What's with the little ghosty, weird, you know, I feel like, I also feel like I'm like seven years old on the stupid app. I feel so stupid trying to Snapchat. And I was annoyed <laughs> that one of my cousins, they own a comedy club in Times Square. It's actually called LOL Comedy. I'll give them a little plug. Uh, you know, he, uh, he recently sent me a Snapchat, like add me request. And I'm like, I'm not even on a stupid app. I want nothing to do with it. But I started thinking, you know, just like everything else these days, if you're not doing social, social, you're, you're basically not alive if you're not on social. And, uh, I, decided okay you know what i tried periscope 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 is fun though periscope is a live streaming app uh you can speak live so you're on you can see yourself you're on the video and then people can come on your broadcast so you're broadcasting 
And uh, from all over the world, I've spoken to people in Cambodia and, you know, it's big in India, very big in India. It's big in South America. So you can, they can chat with you. They can write across the bottom of your screen and uh, you can interact. And it's really fascinating. Periscope is a fantastic app. I recommend it. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And for people who are shy, it's interesting. They At first, they're very awkward and they're just like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're chatting back and forth. Before you know it, they're like Periscope stars. They can't get enough. And they're just constantly on. So it's nice to, you know, I think it's neat and it's neat to check in with people around the world, blah, blah, blah. Snapchat, however, is devil chat. I, I The videos are just, it's just juvenile. And I look, I get it there. It's not for people uh, like me who, all I can say, were born in the 70s. Um it's not aimed. It's not aimed at my generation and whatever. But it's just, I, I just see the, the ridiculous amount of time that um, these millennials are putting into this ridiculous medium called Snapchat. And frankly, I really feel that the only people who should be Snapchatting are celebrities. That's the only people anyone cares about anyway as far as products like they want to pimp this and they want to pimp that and they snapchat about their new book or their new makeup line or their new perfume everyone else you're just you literally just are wasting time snapchatting about stupid things like your ingrown toenail and i can't it's just so painful it's so painful to live in this modern society i gotta say I really have to say, with the with social being such a huge part of it, and then I really try, you know, if you don't like it, then why do it, right? So I try to avoid all this crap, and I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm not. I have nothing to do with it. I don't want to deal with it. But then you find that if you're not up with all this technology, you might as well be dead. Again, the same thing. Like you might as well not exist. If you don't have a Snapchat, if you don't have a Twitter, if you don't have a Facebook, if you don't have every single, and, and it takes, you need, you need an assistant to just remind you constantly of what social medium you have to go on to be relevant. It's like everyone should be, should be given a social media manager. Like that should be part of the new president's plan to get everybody on, on the same page. Everybody on the planet gets a social media manager so that you can be very active on all the different formats. There's another one called Blab that uh, is kind of like a Periscope, but then you can do group video chatting with a bunch of strangers. Inevitably, it turns into the same garbage. Sex, fighting about politics and crap, and... You know, oh my God, I just wish that, uh, I don't know, I can't say that the world is better or worse since the advent of social platforms, but that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in, folks. And I honestly need to go watch a tutorial so that I could learn the ridiculous art of Snapchatting. Snapchatting. 
I'm trying not to curse. That is the truth. Um, the goal of these rants, of my rantings, are to engage, connect with those out there who feel uh, angry like I do a lot of the time. <laughs> and it's not to curse. It's not to curse. And again, you know, because of social, all you have to do is, is you know, say the wrong thing somewhere. These kids, you know, whatever. And, and it ends up all over the place and I don't need it. I'm still trying to work as a radio broadcaster <laughs> in the top market and I don't need anything working against me. But uh, anyway, folks, even podcasting, you know what I mean? The whole podcast thing. I'm like, are people really sitting there listening to recorded stuff just from random people? For no Yes, yes, they are. So grudgingly, I am socialing, I'm podcasting, and I am trying to... I am trying to not drown in a very different world that uh, we were all unprepared for. So with that, folks, I'm going to leave you. It's been a wonderful uh, time sharing with you. Please make sure to uh, find me if you'd like to reach out on my email, maria at mariaontheradio.com. I am on Twitter at mariagarciany. Uh, I might be Snapchatting soon. I can't actually guarantee it until I watch a tutorial. <laughs> uh, find me on Facebook. Very simple. Uh, you can find me by my email. And uh, I wish you all the best today, tomorrow, forever. Uh, thanks for checking in. And uh, I hope your day goes better than mine. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go find some lunch now. And uh, wherever you are, I hope that um, you have a safe day. I guarantee there probably won't be horses running through your city rampant. But uh, it was nice to share stories with you today. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been City Rantings Episode 2. And it's Maria Garcia telling you to be good, stay safe. Hasta la bye-bye for now.